All right. Welcome to the IHEMP Hour. My name is Dave Craybill. I'm with IHEMP Michigan. IHEMP Michigan advocates for uh, education, to, to educate, inform, and promote the research, development, and cultivation of industrial hemp here in Michigan. And it begins with the farmer. Uh, we're going to start with Mike Brennan, though, with the uh, 420 Post Report. Yeah, this is a big day in Lansing. Uh of the caregiver lobby and what well caregivers as you know we've talked about this before there's a group of very large players the michigan cannabis manufacturers association represents the looms and the common citizens and the skymens and all those big guys and um there's a lobbying effort underway that's actually some legislation in the in the house to curtail caregivers not eliminate but knock them way down from uh, being able to do five patients to just two and instead of being able to grow i think 60 plants at a time they're cutting that down to 24 and so if all this goes through and it's a big still enough uh then uh about forty thousand people that rely on caregivers now would be forced to use the regulated market go into dispensaries and many of these people, the reason they're using caregivers, they have physical or mental handicaps or some other issues. So right happening today is I don't know how many people are there, but I know it's been a big topic is a lot of the folks that are caregivers or support caregivers, maybe be some patients or who knows, are in Lansing today to lobby their various state representatives, state senators. Because um, Rick Thompson, who's the executive director of Michigan Normal and is on my 420 post show was saying they discovered a lot of these new legislators have only been in office for less than a year. They really don't know anything about the adult use market or the medical markets. They just they're brand new to it. They, you know, they still kind of have that reefer madness mindset. So they're going to lobby them vigorously. Now, whether that changes anything, I don't know. I'm not a, I don't have a crystal ball on that, but uh, they're giving it the, the old uh, effort today and hopefully They'll have some success, but we'll see what happens. Also, on Tuesday was Election Day, and there was a whole bunch of stuff going on in the cannabis space. Um, the folks in Clawson and Rockwood, uh, which are both Detroit suburbs, rejected uh, cannabis business licenses. So no adult use there in those areas. Uh, whereas Detroit, uh, they they voted to uh, legalize magic mushrooms and other psychedelics. It's a real mixed bag. Yes, out there. Oh. Just what we need in Detroit. Yeah, go to that ball game, get a mushroom, have a good time. Um, and so, uh, and then the peer voters, there was an effort underway by uh, some city council people to vote already approved uh, adult use licenses out, and that failed miserably by a two to one margin. The folks in the peer said, nope, we want our dope. So uh, uh, it, that was all taking place uh, on Tuesday. So it's been a big week for politics and the adult cannabis space and uh, uh like i say, the big rallies going on today we'll report back on that next week what how that all turns out um and uh and, and of course next week i i, I don't know blaine's gonna ask me anyway so next week we're devoting both of my shows i have a monday show that covers business and technology uh we're going to devote that show to the hero project because it is Veterans Day week. Um, and then on Wednesday, we're going to do the same thing with 420 Post, which is my show about adult use cannabis, the over 0.3% crowd. 
And then uh, I'll let Blaine announce it, but uh, I, I think I have next week is going to be looking at the Hero Project as well, right, Blaine? We are. We're, uh, we're happy to have you guys on next week and be able to talk about that. It happens to be Veterans Day, so what a great day to, to have that topic to talk about. Yeah, we're going to have uh, – we have uh, all the board members. We have one board member who is actually an Iraqi disabled vet, and he's our spokesperson, Anton Harb Jr., so he'll be on the show. Rob Robar uh, does it does a lot of uh, well. He's a, a CBD producer, that sort of thing, all uh, tinctures and things. Nothing in the THC space at this point. So we'll have him on the show, um, talking about what they're doing. Um, we have a lot of action underway. We just uh, I, I can't quite disclose something that we'll be announcing shortly, but we're going to be working with a group out of Flint to do a big turkey giveaway um, where the Hero Project's going to support that and then they'll be able to uh, through our 501c3 and they'll be able to then uh, write off that donation on their taxes but a thousand turkeys are going to be available hero projects behind that so we're trying to do what we can to get the word out about what we're trying to do and i won't take a lot of time now because we're going to be talking about this next week but essentially it's uh, to help veterans not, not so much to give them food or place to stay necessarily although that could be part of it later on it's more focused on how we'll be able to help veteran service organizations serve the vets. I mean, we're not experts at doing that, but we are 501c3 registered with the IRS and all the rest. And um, and our plan is to get as much money together as we can through selling various products like hemp-based products, CBD products, cannabis products, or just outright donations. And then in the spring, when we get some money together, then uh, we'll have the Cannabis Social Equity Fund. Who, who, we don't touch the money, they do. And so we will then put out applications for grant money, and then they will vet them and take care of all that, and then we'll disperse the money. We're not as we're a nonprofit unpaid board that's just doing this because it's the right thing to do. So that's back awesome, to Mike. Well, we do our best, you know. So, uh, yep. so back to Dave. Well, I think we got Blaine probably has a little bit of news, and you know, a little bit of news today, and then we'll share some at the end uh, for sure. Um, first thing we want to do is uh, thank all of our sponsors that we've had helping us with the show so far that we've had in the past, and uh, the expo is coming up in January. A lot of great opportunities there to promote your product and to promote yourself. Um, so Midwest iHemp Expo would be the website you'd go to, and uh, there are some good booths that are still left, but they're getting taken up every day. So if you want to come and play and be able to uh, to be part of the fun in January, uh, you might want to get on that sooner than later on that for sure. Um, the uh, schedule's coming together. That should be up here very shortly of who the speakers are. A lot of great lineup again this year. Um, and we're leaving plenty of time for you to be able to uh, uh, visit down at the exhibit hall as well. And then, of course, Friday night will be the Hempies. So if you got any kind of hemp product you're making, whether it be CBD product or with building material or like what I do with oil um, or any hemp-related product, doesn't matter. Um, you're able to enter into that and have a lot of fun competition and get a really nice uh, little prize that you can have at the end. And hey, uh, for first, second, and third places, there's even a little cash money. So green always goes with everything. Well, and I think the price of admission alone, just to see you in a tuxedo, that, that's <laughs> worth the price of admission. Yes, so. and I'll probably have a real one this year, not my, not my, uh, yeah, not not my full power one. Not your t-shirt one, huh? Okay. Yeah. 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 
Uh, let's see. So MDAR put out a, uh, a seasonal reminder um, email um, re regarding some things that the now that we're getting to the we're actually into the harvest cycle, but past it. Um, so grower registration, that cycle ends February 1st through January 31st. So you have a little bit of time uh, for the grower registration, but remember if you're a processor, that's a different time frame. You gotta have that, and that's gotta be in by the end of this month. Otherwise they add a little, uh, add a little uh, service fee onto the end of that, let's just call it that. So save yourself 250 bucks and get your application in by the end of this month, and uh, you'll be happy about that. Uh, and also, uh, you, one of the requirements you had to do if you were growing this year is you had to fill out the acreage report with FSA. If you haven't d done that, there's still time to get that done. You, you do need to do that. Um, uh, so remember to get that completed if you haven't done that. There'll probably be a little fee now they're going to charge you. Uh, not too much, but it is a requirement, so please make sure you get that done. Uh, and of course, they, then they talk about how to get the samples if you need to. I would think by now most everybody's had their sampling done. Um, and then you have the 30-day window, of course, to be able to get that um, harvested on that. So, <coughs> so again, the day you talk about in that email also about uh, options you have for remediation, uh, how to do that if your crop went hot. Um, haven't had any update yet on knowing. One thing we knew is that uh, earlier on this year, when they first started doing the test, there was four lots or fields that went hot, um, but I haven't heard anything since that, so I'm not sure where we sit with that right now. Uh, also in December, um, the very first part of December, the first, second, and third in uh, Indiana, Indianapolis, uh, will be the Hemp of the Crossroads Expo going on. Uh, we're working on a little deal with them. Uh, not all the details are worked out, but basically if you enter, if you go to one, you're going to have a, a, a discount to be able, code to be able to put in to get money off on the other. So, um, so a little more savings there. If you if you attend both of them, you can get a savings to attend to attend on that. Um, we want to, we still need everybody's help to make sure they're contacting their congressmen, uh, senators especially, on getting the um, pass so that we can have a safe and regulatory path for CBD. Um, so please help support that as well. Uh, I've gotten responses back from my uh, representatives, both House and Senate, uh, on that topic, and they're the canned responses back. But um, at least they're paying attention to it, and it's about numbers, folks. The more people that they have talking about a product a subject, uh, the more likely they're going to pay attention to it and be able to help us get it passed the way we'd like it to be passed. So, now one of the big things that came out this week, and this is going to this is going to be interesting in the next few weeks as discussion gets more on it. But um, so the U.S. Department of Justice DEA clarifies its position that hemp-derived Delta 8 THC is not illegal. Um, the DA confirms that Delta 8 made from hemp material is not subject to the Controlled Substance Act. Um, we've, we've talked a lot about this, and of course different states are doing things. Some have outright banned it. Uh, in Michigan, they've made a pathway for it to be able to use under the, um, uh, the medical marijuana situation, uh, going to that way to be able to sell it if people want that product. Um, but this may change, be a game changer, and we'll see what happens. But uh, that's the latest news that came out on that, that they've clarified. Now, synthetically produced Delta-8 is still under the 
um, Controlled Substance Act. But if it's derived from the industrial hemp, 0.3% or less THC, um, it is not subject to what they say. It's not subject to. That's actually substance. a very big issue that's going to change a lot of things, you know. Oh. So. If we, do, if we didn't have enough things going on in the world, now we get to talk and bring this up all again. So yeah, yeah. So, so um, anyways, I'll, get, I'll have some more news at the end of the show uh, that we'll talk about a little bit there. Uh, but that's kind of what's the big news going on right now. And again, uh, everybody check out the uh, Midwest IHemp Expo page. Um, a lot of fun things going on there, and make sure you get your entries in for the hempies. That's going to be a lot of fun Friday night. So, how, how many booths would you say are still left, Blaine, uh, out of the total? We probably got about uh, tw- about fifty booths still left, maybe. But they'll be gone by the end of the month, probably. Right? Uh, Everybody so. procrastinates, so. Yeah. It's, it, it, I don't procrastinate, folks. Now, do you have an early bird special, or is that passed? Uh, that's uh, passed. Go ahead, Dave. That, that's passed, uh, uh, but we've been reaching out to people that have exhibited in the mm-hmm. past, and we'll, if you contact us directly, we'll provide concierge service. Mm-hmm. And uh, you still get a discount if you are a member, because remember, membership yes. has benefits. You do get a reduction on the price if you're a member. So, so is are you offering a package deal where if you join, you also get the discount and get the booth? Yeah, you bet. Yep, you absolutely. Bet. Yeah, I'm shilling for you here, guys. So go ahead. All right, good job. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a great guest today. Do you have anything else, uh, Blaine? Nope, not right now. I'll have some more stuff at the end of the show. 